Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church, featuring voices of community members from down the street, across the bay, and around the world. The Reverend Dr. Catherine Price is preaching from the UK on Psalm 104, 24 through 34, and Luke 8, 22 through 25. We invite you to find a place in nature for this service, whether that's a place you physically go in the park, by the water, on a walk somewhere, or maybe it's inside, sitting by a sunlit window or revisiting a memory of being in nature. And afterward, if you feel so led, we'd love to see photos or artwork of where you went. So if you would email those to the church office, we will share them next week. At 11.30 on Zoom today, we will have the second of our two-part Perspectives class on preparing for death. Mary Jane Gordon, who is a prior co-moderator of San Francisco Presbytery and a retired estate planning and probate attorney, will speak to us about how to avoid probate, why you need an estate plan, whether you think you have an estate or not. You'll find the link for that in this morning's email. Next week, February 27th, we will have worship in person at the church, in addition to having Zoom and our contemplative podcast available. Following worship that day, the mission study team will be reviewing the results of the congregational survey that was conducted in November, so you are invited to join us for that in the sanctuary or on Zoom at 11.30 a.m. And now, in preparation for worship, You're invited to quiet yourself, becoming still, as you prepare to worship God. the face 
Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, for the spirit that stirs within us, for the bright and beautiful world around us, for the earth holding us, the sky above us, the life around us. We give you thanks, O God, for your work within us and for all your gifts to us. For those times we have ignored these gifts in your wonder, we continue now in silent prayer that we might be renewed to your presence once more. Receive these words of assurance. God's forgiveness and love showers over us as winter rains water the earth. In Christ, we are renewed and forgiven. Alleluia. Amen. The peace of the
reading from the 104th Psalm, beginning with the 24th verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God, source of all light, by your word you give light to the soul. Pour out upon us the spirit of wisdom and understanding that our hearts and minds may be open to hear your word this day. Amen. O God, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there. Living things, both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan that you formed to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Holy One endure forever. May God rejoice in God's works, who looks on the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to God as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have been. May my meditation be pleasing to the Holy One, for I rejoice in God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, beginning with verse 22. One day, Jesus got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they put out, and while they were sailing, he fell asleep. Gale swept down on the lake, and the boat was filling with water, and they were in danger. They went to him and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he woke up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. They ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? They were afraid and amazed, and said to one another, Who then is this? that he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Here ends the reading. Borodar, hello from North Wales, and thank you for asking me back. I wonder where you are as you listen to this, what you can see. On a bright, clear morning, I go out with my dog across the road. I hear the distant rumble of traffic, thankfully muted here. The songs of the birds, twitterings of sparrows and blue tits and robins, the cooing of wood pigeons and collared doves, rasping cries of jackdaws, the honking of a skein of pink-footed geese flying overhead, seagulls, of course, and the haunting cries of the wading birds, plovers and godwits. There are the ruins of Flint Castle to my left. It witnessed the deposition of Richard II. Shakespeare wrote a scene set there. Later, its ruins were painted by a constable. Ahead, the landscape is in broad layers. The main colours are shades of brown and green. The browns and beiges of the castle stone, the sand and mud flats, last year's grass on the marshes, the low hills of the Wirral Peninsula in the distance. The trees still dormant, a circle of oaks round the castle and the birches in the woods the greens of grass and evergreens, and the daffodil bulbs poking through in time for St. David's Day. And running through the whole scene is the ribbon of blue, the waters of the Dee reflecting the blue sky above, the Dee that runs from North Wales mountains through the city of Chester, past us and on to the Irish Sea. Can you see why I love it here? When Jenna pitched this idea of a recorded service to me, something that could be listened to in nature. This is where I imagined taking part myself, and this is where these thoughts have been mulling. I looked to the lectionary for the day, as is my wont, but there was no connection this time, so I turned to the creation myths. Genesis, of course, but also Isaiah and Job, and then I recalled there being a psalm that was another account of creation, and mentioned Leviathan, the sea monster. I was struck by the fact that it was the earthly creation that dominated the first part. And then, in my contemporary English version, it says, but what about the ocean so big and wide as if it almost gets forgotten when we have all the plants and animals to wonder over laid out before us? And it struck a chord in me. I love the waters. I grew up on the northeast coast of England with the North Sea and the beaches where we went swimming and had family picnics. The sounds of the waves is music to my ears. My view downstream on the banks of the Dee to the wind farm at the mouth of the estuary lifts my spirits and calms my soul. 
My first view of the Pacific brought tears to my eyes. And yet it is so often inland that our thoughts go when we think of being in nature, even in scripture. I to the hills will lift mine eyes. And was Jesus not always going up the mountains to be alone with God? But what about the ocean, the waters of the world? Water is a rich theological source. And it did occur to me that our connections to water was something that links us. I have the River Dee, which I can see from my window, and you have the Pacific Ocean and the Bay. Before all things were the waters, and God's Spirit swept over the face of them. They are the source of all that is in this beautiful planet that God has gifted to us, and they're both life-giving and life-threatening. The birds on the estuary depend on the water for habitat and for food. There are fish and seals there too. No leviathan, though I have seen whales off the Californian coast. The plants that we need for food and shelter and beauty need water in their turn. Stop motion photography shows us the truth of this when we can see how a desert blooms after a rainstorm, turning from a dry, dusty place to an oasis of colour and scent before our very eyes. As for us, we know that water is the major element in our bodies and that we can survive longer without food than without water. We use water to drink, to wash, to create power, to cleanse and heal. Boats on water provide transport, support trade and bring enjoyment. Swimming is not only good exercise for our bodies, but open waters, even cold waters, which increased in popularity during the lockdown months, bring benefits to the mind as well. Jesus talked to the woman at the well about the living water he offers. And with all we've just thought about, what a rich metaphor that becomes. Not just about slaking thirst, but about the essentials for our physical, emotional, mental and spiritual well-being. Water is powerful, Jesus seems to be saying, and power can change us. If we doubt the power of water, we need only look at the Grand Canyon carved out by the same element that we sip with a meal. The increasing floods around the world show us the destructive power of water. The torrents that destroy houses and even whole towns, the tsunamis that raise sea levels and erase islands. That image of the turbulent waters at the beginning of creation has been used to symbolise the life of the world, not just climate change and natural disasters but also political turmoil and violence. The logos for ecumenical groups, at least over here, are most often of boats as we gather together in solidarity and mutual support. There's an old Sunday school song, a chorus, that goes like this. With Jesus in the boat, we can smile at the storm, smile at the storm. Smile at the storm with Jesus in the boat. We can smile at the storm as we go sailing home. All with great actions and a big grin. But can we really? Is it all that simple? The first disciples didn't think so. We're told by Luke that they were terrified. Well, I wonder. Some of the disciples were landlubbers. Matthew, the tax collector, for example, and others were political agitators and who knows what. 
They wouldn't have their sea legs and might feel threatened by the waves. But Peter and Andrew, James and John, they were experienced fishermen. They would have known of the geographical anomaly of the Sea of Galilee that meant that when the wind was in a certain direction, it could whip up a storm out of nothing in an instant and it would drop just as quickly. So what is this story about? I don't believe Jesus didn't care, but perhaps he had simply trusted them to deal with it. He was worn out and felt safe with these men. As for the disciples, as I said, some would be scared, but maybe the others had begun to depend on Jesus making everything right. Perhaps the faith Jesus questioned was their faith in themselves. We have been entrusted with creation and it is an awesome responsibility, one we are thankfully beginning to take seriously. The pollution of the oceans and the effect of that in damage to the lives that depend on them is being brought to our screens daily and debated in the press and political forums. We can no longer ignore the fact that there is a tempest raging out there. When trouble comes, says another psalmist, the fool asks, where is your God? So is God asleep or simply still trusting us to do what we know is necessary? The work of sailing a boat through a storm is hard. It's physical, exhausting. And if it means there's no chance of a catch that day, costly. Our attention to the needs of the waters, not to mention the rest of creation, will cost us in money, comfort, sometimes in relationships when God, others feel challenged by our concerns. But God trusts us enough to have gifted us the caretaking of creation, this world we love so much. Do we have faith enough? Perhaps we should change the words of the chorus. Because Jesus is in, because Jesus is in the boat, we can deal with the storm as we go sailing home. And Jesus is in the boat. God is with us. One of my favourite hymns, I have quite a few to be honest, is How Shall I Sing That Majesty Which Angels Do Admire? And it ends. Thou art a sea without a shore, a sun without a sphere. Thy time is now and evermore. Thy place is everywhere. Amen. Amen. We believe in God, who creates us to live in love with one another and all creation. We believe in Christ, who shows us what love looks like and challenges us to follow its path. We believe in Spirit, who opens us to love and empowers us to walk in its ways. This we believe. Amen.
Let us pray. Holy One, lover of our souls, we, your people, wake daily to news that makes our hearts tremble. The winds of war seem to be circling the globe. Country after country faces chaos as what we thought was stable crumbles before our eyes. Divisions harden and grow deeper and more intractable day after day. And we are lost. Holy One, lover of our souls, you are the creator. You are the unity in and through all things. You are the love to which we devote ourselves. When we forget that you walk with us always, forgive us. 
open our eyes, our minds, and our hearts that we might actually perceive the beauty, the beauty that you have made that takes our breath away, shining in and through all of us and all things. Strengthen us in our fragility, we pray, and surround us in your love, even as we doubt, even as we tremble. Surround us in your love and guide us with your light. Melt us and form us, we pray, that we may truly be your likeness for all we meet. Let us continue our prayers now in silence, allowing those prayers to tender for words to be offered to the one that already holds them. We make all of these prayers in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Amen.
As you go forth, let the sounds of the waters be music to your ears. The banks of the rivers lift your spirit and calm your soul. The plants be the food and shelter and beauty that you need and turn the dried, dusty places into an oasis of color and scent. Go forth trusted by the one who created you. Have faith enough in yourself to care for the earth and its waters as it cares for and sustains you. And may the grace of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love, be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen. <laughs>